kids? Looking for a way to affordably access the best and wildest independent extreme horror currently in existence? Godless Horrors is the place to be. Go to www.godless.com to gain access to thousands of extreme horror and splatterpunk books from the genre's best and brightest independent authors. Godless Horrors offers every title in their catalog in a variety of formats to ensure compatibility with your favorite digital reading device. Strapped for cash? No worries. Godless has a fantastic collection of free titles ready for instant download, with other titles in their collection rarely exceeding $3 to $4. Again, go to www.godless.com or download the app and tell them what the fuck you're looking for. Come join the Godless tribe today. Forever delightfully deviant. Forever Godless. So I drink till the night comes another day and the day's just another little thing in our way. There's something about the way is a joke and death is the punch I'm Mother's a man Shut up Clark <coughs> Hey beep beep kids Welcome to Mothers of Mayhem, an extreme horror podcast, you screwballs. Are y'all ready to get knuckleballed? I am. I don't don't even know what knuckleballed really even really means, but I have no sense of self-preservation. So bring it on. Bring it on. Let's, (laughs) Let's do this. Today, we have the honor that we are going to be joined by an author, artist, entrepreneur, and founder of Godless Horrors, boop, Drew Stepik. <gasps> Drew has a very special place in the Mothers of Mayhem lore. Very special. Very special. Mm. Because if it wasn't for him, this podcast would not even exist. Nope. God- Godless.com is what brought Christina and I together through Facebook via the Books of Horror group. So if Drew hadn't started Godless and RJ Benetti hadn't distributed Hamster's Ball through that platform and Christina and I hadn't come together to heckle Benetti incessantly on a post he made in the Books of Horror FB group, this deformed baby of a podcast would not even exist. It's, it's, It's like our own fucked up version of how, how I met your mother and mm. Drew Stepik is our Barney. I'm pretty sure that's, that's how it, that's how it is. Um, also he designed our logo. So that's a thing too. He did indeed. So thank Jesus for Drew Stepik. Drew Stepik is Jesus. Thank Drew Stepik for Drew Stepik. <laughs> We need to write hymns, 
hymns for the church. Well, what did uh, what did they used to do like back in like the medieval times? What are they called? Um, the chants, like Gregorian chants, Drew. No, they used to play like the the jesters or the minstrels. You know what I'm talking about? Like in The Witcher, throw yes. a coin, throw a coin to your stepic. <laughs> yes drew, exactly. drew, drew stepic once fought a pack of rabid dogs in an abandoned pool twice twice has happened and he shoots lasers from his nipples i've heard rumors that his target accuracy is about 100 yards he he also draws and sometimes he even I hope you're sitting down for this. He even writes words. Can you believe that? Words in sentences. Even, yeah. <laughs> He's way ahead of us in that arena. I am sorry. My kid is being an asshole. You, okay, give me a hug real quick. I'm recording a freaking podcast. Okay, I love you. Bye. So yeah, Drew is way more way more talented than we are oh but but target accuracy of my nipple lasers is about 105 yards so suck it stepic he he has something to work up to he has something to work up he better he better he better get a move on (laughs) with every episode children we have the three warnings the content Mm -hmm. the triggers and the spoilers. There may be language used, fuck, that you may not be comfortable with, as well oh, as topics. Shit. Shit balls. <laughs> we will be discussing books, so spoilers may happen. And, you know, you can't come back and be like, well, he spoiled it for me. And we'll be like, listen to the beginning of our podcast, ass. Damn it. <laughs> Don't try me. Oh, we are, we are on fire today fire fire all right sweet cheeks magoo Uh what have you been reading Uh since we last chatted okay so um i just did a tiktok review on two of these books uh the first one that i'm going to talk about is into the woods and all the way through by cynthia paleo it is a collection of poetry um, about missing and murdered women of all ages. We're talking like from the age of two to 65 and over cases that Cynthia has researched and written these stunningly emotionally impactful poems about. I have never read anything more emotionally gripping in regards to interpretation of true crime it's absolutely fantastic if you are a kindle unlimited customer it is free wow cannot recommend it enough just stunningly beautiful we can never leave this place (laughs) by eric laraca i have been talking about this book pretty much everywhere and in every scenario Mm -hmm. like he sent me the the advanced reading copy of this I read it on my way home from a work trip while I was on a plane and basically had an emotional breakdown this book I said it in my TikTok review I will say it again this is a masterpiece did you read this yet 
Not yet. It is to be read this month, I believe. Oh my God. It is effing brilliant. It is just a, a, a remarkable interpretation of the the trauma of war and how young minds protect themselves mm-hmm. from various types of traumas um and the young girl the 16 year old girl who's our main character she already has a very creative mind because she is a writer and the way she uh changes her perception of reality to cope and to try to survive it is yeah. just unbelievable unbelievable wow. and yeah, then it's the last Oh God, I can't wait to hear what you have to say because I was just, I was shook. <laughs> so shook. I was shook. Um, last one I read because of you, friend, uh, The Cosmic Anomaly by Hank Loved Wester, it. which was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed this book. I love the way it's written. It's kind of written as if you stumble across the blog posts. Yes. She's YouTubers, at least one of them, like writes like in the style of a blog post, but it's like firsthand accounts of this experience that all these people have dealing with these sudden anomalies that start to happen in the world. Um, There is an anomalous creature that basically has a baby for a dick uh it's it's almost okay so imagine an abandoned town where clive barker's cenobites have just like completely taken over and everything is upside down and nothing makes any sense and it rains fetuses and you can like take 10 steps and like suddenly transport to a whole nother this book is fucking wild now do you see do you see why when you asked me what it was about I'm just like words see (laughs) it was freaking great that opening chapter yes it's that it's so great it just pulls it works yes it is available on godless and i think mm. it might also be available on kindle but if you it's have, on amazon yeah, too. just you can go buy it. get it it is great and i oh there's a lot of reasons i really loved it but i mm-hmm. can take like 15 more minutes to talk about it right what are you reading what have you read i read i read some really good ones and i think yeah, well, all but one was an arc. Um, I read Nine Horror Stories, a sequel by um, Josh Darling. He had asked me um, if I wouldn't mind reading it. And it was so funny because it was actually pulled up and I had started it. So I'm like, that's like perfect. Yes. Um, there are so many. I mean, there's nine different tales. Like little things kind of tie them together, but they're not in the same universe or anything. There's like zombie cops. Um, uh, clowns and prostitutes and are there are there prostitute clowns she could be I mean <gasps> she could be I guess I mean I don't know what she does in her you know in her off times she'd be a prostitute I don't know I don't want to judge her you know yeah, no I have <laughs> mad respect for sex workers especially if they're clowns right I mean that is more of a that is a niche market it really is but she's more of a killer clown but definitely definitely go to godless and pick this one up then I I read um music is over by Ben oh yes girl it is 
painful. I don't even really know how to explain. No. Will it hurt me? Not at all. Oh, thank God. It's like Japanese folklore and bizarro and... So is it like you, does it use like, like the yokai mythology uh, stuff? The like they smiling girl. Yeah. Slip mouth woman. Yeah. She, she's not in it. It's like, uh, like an homage type of deal, Whoa. but I'm telling you, this is, it's phenomenal. And if anybody wants to, um, on my page, on my personal Facebook page, I actually write the reviews for all of these and there are reviews for all of these on my page. Um, and then I read Dead Blood Book One by Jay Bauer. So Jay Bauer is actually um, lives clo- lives in what is close to my hometown in Southern Illinois. He lives in Carbondale, and that's actually where I got my degree. <laughs> LOL. Um, <laughs> it's about as it, it's about as worth you know. It's like Kill me. <laughs> toilet paper is worth more than my, oh my SIU God, bachelor's stop degree. It. Stop um, it. Just saying SIU sucks. But anyway, <laughs> Jay, um, I just happened, I saw it somewhere and I was like, I think I'm going to pick this up. Or he had put it up for an arc. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're from Carbondale. Like I lived in Hearst, which is like 15 miles away. And this one is... I love the premise and I cannot wait to read the rest of these. A vampire is the main character and he is alive during a zombie apocalypse. And there are still humans, but they're hiding. So this vampire can't suck zombie blood and zombies can't kill him exactly, but they can weaken him. It's fucking phenomenal i loved every oh one my of it god all right so that's three more books to put on my hellishly long tbr list my you're welcome. god but seriously it was so good like i could i i even told him i was like i am so pissed off i have to wait like <laughs> that's the premise, amazing but the premise is phenomenal and i love zombies and anybody who's like Oh yeah, zombies are played out. It's like I have a freaking zombie babe tattooed on my arm. Like, bring it, bring me all. Do you know why zombies zombies are played out to some people? Because some people don't pick up books, but you know, like World War fucking Z. You know, get with the independent guys. These guys are like blowing it out of the water right now. So definitely, Josh Darling, Ben Arzate, Jay Bauer. Yeah. I'm going to have to add them all to my list. Oh, God. Oh, good. And I actually, I'm getting a signed copy of Music is Over because I just, my literary fiction heart just fell in love with it. Fell head over heels for it. It's just, it's bizarro. I loved it. Is it only on Godless right now? Or did he put it on on Amazon? It's on Godless, Amazon, and you can get a copy from him. I think it was like ten dollars, twelve bucks for a signed copy sent to you. That's not bad. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Amazon's so like, oh, gonna charge you like eighteen, and that's what I'm saying. So you know, definitely, and we've said this before. Hit up the authors if you can, you know, afford a couple extra bucks. Yeah, fuck you, Jeff Bezos. I mean, I'm still Jeffrey order Bezos. <laughs> I mean, I'm Jeffrey still order from Bezos. Amazon. Hey, Amazon, sponsor us. <laughs> hey, Amazon. 
Here's Fuck you, food. pay us. i'm a bo burnham fanatic so uh every time i hear jeff bezos's name now i just automatically go to his jeff bezos songs from inside if y'all have not watched bo burnham's inside (laughs) on the flicks of net uh you absolutely need to i currently have my sister designing a bo burnham inside tattoo project from my because i'm fucking obsessed it's just he's adorable too he's like super adorable yeah he's not hot but he's adorable no not no he's definitely not my type he's i prefer i prefer i prefer uh swarthy spaniards and like bizarro authors (laughs) well Everyone knows my type, so which is so weird because I either like them, you know, like one end of the spectrum or the other. And then I have like my husband's military, but he was like, he's a metalhead. So when I oh, met him, well, he had like this go. long hair and he That's... has like motorhead tattoos and Sisters of Mercy. And I'm just, and, but one of the people that one of my three because you know when you're married you get that you know you've got that three that you could cheat on and oh, you're not gonna get absolutely. in trouble George W. Bush is one of mine wow <laughs> yeah George W. wow mm-hmm. well hey you know what Drew Stepik is messaging me wanting to get into our zoom chat uh, do you think it's time for us to get sliced into pieces by his razor sharp mind? Yes, I do. I do. All right. Well, then let's get laser tits Jesus in here. Come on. All right. Hold on, kids. We'll be back in a minute. Whoop, whoop. Have you? Thank you. Hey, <laughs> I gave them your name, but. How about you introduce yourself to the people? Give them a little bit of information about who you are. I'm Drew Stepick. I'm a horror author. I'm also the owner and essentially runner of godless.com and the godless app and all the godless shit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's as, who I and as we already explained from Christine mm. and I's perspective, he is the reason that this podcast exists. Because yep. if it wasn't for Drew Stepik, Christina and I never would have found each other and we never would have become friends. And this whole Mothers of Mayhem thing would just not be. So it would be in a different universe. Yes. You're I, basically I, the father of mayhem. I heard that um, the the rumblings with the community are that it's love in the rocks and that you guys are had a falling out. Because oh! it is it is true. It is true. We because um, because Christina's a drunk. <laughs> I am and she has tried interventions and I'm just like fuck your interventions Marion <laughs> so it is true all the rumors are 110% true I'm actually a hologram I, yeah I just wanted to get to the bottom of it you know and I you know I appreciate you you know coming to us first instead of just like perpetuating the rumors so I really yeah. appreciate that Drew oh, yeah. I, would never, I would never do that everyone knows that I don't talk shit ever at all <laughs> never ever he, he has he he never shares secrets and he has no hot goss to share the most stand-up guy in the community <laughs> and that's why we, we love we don't want to say possible sainthood 
but we're not going to not say it. I feel okay. We've actually already submitted your application for sainthood to the Vatican. It's in the mail. Yes. Um, Do I get get knighted by the Pope? Maybe. What we're (laughs) going to need, though, is we're going to need you to sign some paperwork that after you pass away many, many decades from now, we can use your bones or other body artifacts in reliquaries. Perfect. Yeah. I can totally do it. And they're, you know, it's, it's, they're just going to be for me and Christina. They're not actually like going to any churches or anything, but we will require um, some remains. It's funny that this reminds me of like when I was in junior high, I was in a band and uh, I, I was, I was moving. I lived in Minnesota at the time, which is where I met my fiance and, and I was moving. I've known her since junior high, FYI. Um, and uh we i was gonna move and i wanted my band to play at like the you know the junior high like end of year dance or whatever so like they were giving me a hard time and they weren't gonna let me do it so i sent around this petition and i walked the halls and i give it to everyone and say yeah here's a petition so you can sign this and my band can play and stuff and then on the back of the petition at the very bottom it says by signing this i'm selling my soul to the devil and all this shit (laughs) nice so, so, so it's it's like the, the, these shenanigans that like uh people always give me such a hard time for it's like it's always been like a big joke in my life right like they you know some people are taken back by like the 666 awards and all this dumb shit but it, it's it, it's it's seriously if if we we, we can't kind of like look at those type of things and laugh i i mean yeah it, it seems ridiculous like, what's the like, point yeah yeah, it, it's like a, everyone knows that that you know I, I I don't preach Satanism and stuff like that, but but I, I like to goof around with it because I personally am atheist, and you know I I, I don't see any harm in in playing around with godliness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Yes. In the intro that we just recorded before we brought you in here, we somehow managed to evolve to a point where I nicknamed you laser tits, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I like that. So a lot of people, a lot of people are talking about you it. are now they're already talking. They are so fast. The second we say something, it's like, it just, it's trending on like Twitter. That, that's it's going to be trending. I like laser amazing. tits, Jesus. Laser but, tits, Jesus. <laughs> But, but I mean, that, that's kind of like the thing of godless, like overall, right? It's like, I, I approach, uh, I approach it with like uh, a certain amount of insincerity that it's, it's, it's kind of a gag. I mean, I know my book godless isn't a joke, you know, I, I mean, I know Christina, I know you're reading it right now. I am. I am. And I, I know, I know that it, I didn't approach it that way back then, but uh, I look at it now as like, it's like, you know, it, why does everything have to be so fucking serious yeah. all the time? Yeah. And it's like, you know, and, and I saw someone, I think maybe it was, I'm going to say Tim Eagle, maybe he posted that he had some books eligible for the 666 awards. And someone's like, like I was posting, it's like, dude, if you can't see that this is a joke because there's a cartoon devil with a fucking beer gut standing there, it's like, come on. Yeah. It, it, it's like, Think think about that. I'm not trying to shit on your religion or, or piss on your beliefs because that's not the case at all. Lisa, my fiance, is a very spiritual person. She she worked at like a, a mega church for like ten years. 
she knows I'm not fucking serious, you know? And then, and if I was this fucking heathen scumbag devil worshiper, you know, asshole, and she wouldn't be with me. Right. Right. I was, I was raised by an Episcopal priest and a Catholic school teacher. My godmother, who I was given my, my middle name after is, is a Catholic nun. Like <laughs> I can talk that I can talk all of it. I was raised I in the Pentecostal church. Though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to be able to have humor about this have, stuff. And I think, there's a reverence to it all. It's yeah. how we stay sane. Yeah. Well, not only that, but it, it allows for that um, uncomfortable conversation that some followers have of, I have questions about the Bible. I have questions about my religion and kind of opening it up and making not a mockery or anything, but kind of giving it a little bit of wiggle room. They can feel a little bit more comfortable. Like this doesn't make sense. And I yeah. think that's a nice conversation that they can have. If there's one thing in this world that is ripe for satire, it is religion. I am sorry. Thank you very much. Get your plates, your forks, your knives. I know that might be part of a hot take buffet, but it's Ooh. true. <laughs> it a buffet. I like that. <laughs> I just burped. Yeah. I mean, was, oh, I like it. It's the devil. It was the devil's burp. <laughs> the devil made me do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's my fault for calling this what it is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it, it's like, uh, we don't need to talk about it. And, and, and it's just as upsetting to me when someone uh, posts like, you know, uh, a, a blanket post about like, you know, someone said I was this and that and a heathen from putting my books on Godless, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, it's like, dude, don't antagonize people to just fucking shit on someone else's religion too, dude. No. Believe in what you believe in. Yeah. Right? You know? It's Do your like, own thing, man. Yeah. You know? Whatever. Actually, a lot of what you just were talking about was really a great lead into the first question that Christina had shared with me that she had for you about your book, Godless. Christina, do you want to hit him with that one? Because I think it's a really great question. This might be the perfect time. No, I don't want to. Okay, Okay. bye. (laughs) Go shovel the driveway. (laughs) Go shovel the driveway. I'm sure there's tons of snow out there. Fuck all of you. (laughs) I almost died today driving to the fucking library. Anywho, the book, Godless. You, I'm reading it right now. I haven't finished it. I'm actually taking my time with it because it is very heavy material. Um, and when things are heavy, I want to take a little bit more time with it. Um, the beginning is a gut punch, like from the beginning and just continues. So we as readers know at the beginning that this isn't going to be an easy novel. Yeah. Um, was there some catharsis in writing this? And the reason why I would ask that is because you actually have a quote from Horror Tree Interview that's fiction helps me take those dark roads again without actively participating. And I absolutely fell in love with that quote. Might have to get that tattooed, friend. I'm not just, that's not just lip service, but that really speaks to me. It really does. And so was the book cathartic for you to write? It was and it wasn't because at, at the time I was still very actively uh, using drugs and drinking a lot. And uh, of course, uh, you know, bulimia has always been a big part of my life since I I was like 
senior in high school, freshman in college, right? So it's, it's difficult to sit down with these characters that I know are based on me. You know what I mean? And, and to some extent, uh, RJ from Knuckle Slepper yes. is, is also very based on me. So uh, it's difficult for me to go down those roads. And that's why I, I struggle with writing those books. And that's why I'm having such a blast writing this stuff like uh, Godless League and, uh, you know, fucking scumbags, right? It's like, I don't have to really reflect on on me and the mistakes I've made in life and, you know, the things that really ail me and because I know it's there and, and, and I, I know it's probably never going to go away. Right. It's uh, it's rough. And just like I said, that, that that's why, you know, a knuckle supper book comes out every fucking blue moon. And I, I mean, I know people uh, really wish that, that I would put them out uh, at a better frequency, but it's like, it's hard for me to get in that space. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, it's really hard uh, as, as an author to always uh, think about yourself. Uh, even, even though I'm a, I, I only ever write in the first person, right? Uh, but it's just, they're dark roads that you go down. Like I, I was going to originally, before I wrote Knuckle Supper, I was going to write a sequel to Godless. And it was just like, I just didn't want to go there. It could be because yeah, I was, too much. I, I, too I, was much. St- I was still making, I was still making myself puke and, uh, you know, I just, I wasn't in a good space and, you know, I, I, I haven't done that in a really long time and yes! I'm happy about that. Yes! Yeah. Like, like over 10 years. So, I mean, it's like, it's awesome. you know, uh, but it's just, it, it's rough. It, it, it is cathartic, of course. Uh, when I when I write RJ and I write the Knuckle Supper books, it's like it, it it speaks to me because I know deep down, whether it's subconscious or I'm doing it purposely, that I'm writing about myself and right. I'm writing about how I feel about the world, right? You know, RJ's this old punk rocker who a lot of people kick around, you know. I mean, he's a fucking psycho vampire serial killer, but it's just it's one of those things. He's he's plagued by addiction. And I'm one of these people who also doesn't really believe addiction is a disease. You know, I, I mean, I think that a disease is something that you contract, you know, like when people use the term like opioid epidemic and stuff like that, Infectious, it's, like, it's like, yeah, that, that, that's, it's not even a real thing. An, op, an op, opioid epidemic, uh, they, because you, you, you can't get it. You can't become a heroin addict if someone fucking sneezes in your mouth. Right. I mean, you know right. what I mean? And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that, you know, heroin addiction or bulimia or, you know, alcoholism or, or any of these things aren't bad disorders. I just think that we need to find a way to classify it in a way that makes sense, you know? And I'm also, I'm also not saying that people bring these, these things on themselves, right? Obviously, as you know, by reading Godless, uh, when that kind of emerged within me, the whole bulimia thing, uh, it was just... Um, it was because I was, I was sad and, 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 and I'm not, I'm, I'm not one to ever be a depressed person, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I always put on a smiley face, no matter what kind of situation I'm in. That's just who I am, right? And then I'll always deny and refuse to kind of look mm-hmm. at uh, my shortcomings where that, where things like that happen. But 
I think calling it a disease stretch and, and, and you know, that, that, that's a very controversial thing for me to say, because I think people are plagued with something, but I don't think that we can compare it. We can't compare an opioid uh, reliance to something like COVID. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's a good point. I mean, I, there's, there's no one in this world who's, uh, uh, inflicted more misery on himself than I have, right? You know, but, 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 but I push that on myself, dude. Yeah. You know, I, I put myself in that position. I know this probably isn't the, the happy-go-lucky Drew talk you wanted to have, right? But no, I, no, no, it's no, this is the Drew. Yes, this is what well, we want. it's all about, you know, the reality of it. And it really, mm-hmm. it goes back to that question, like how it, it's about the processing of trauma mm-hmm. through writing it down from the perspective of a different character it allows you to write about yourself while still kind of separating from it in some way and when we fall into the pit of addiction which i have also done as a trauma response um i was not bulimic but i went through phase where i just would not eat because it was a sense of control for me Mm -hmm. it was something that i could control also a response to unresolved, unprocessed trauma. And I was a self-harmer uh, because there was a time where I, you know, personality disorder became a part of my life. That is much, much better now, but I was a self-injurer. And these are all things that stem from those adverse childhood events that will happen from early childhood all the way up through our, into adulthood. Yeah. So, and that is how we get to those places. And Christina and I have talked about this a lot. I have a mental health panel discussion coming up, how we use horror to mm-hmm. process, to process our traumas, to process our experiences. It's one of the safest ways for us to it do it. Because so, nobody else has to know what you're reading. No. You know what you're reading. Right? And you can you know, I'm, I'm bipolar. So I have, you know, I, I get, I don't get manic anymore. Dang it. But I do get (laughs) extremely depressive and you know, they're like, I know that it's going to, I can tell when it's happening or about to happen. And I actually will just allow myself to feel sad. And when it happens, I explain to the kids, guys, this is mommy's not happy. Mommy's really sad right now because that's something that you know, and so when they see it or they read it, they can go, you know what, mommy, that's what mommy goes through. And I think even generational, that can help too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, I think people think, especially those of us who are so into extreme transgressive, subversive <laughs> horror, people look at us as if we're just like fucking weirdos. Yeah. I don't think they understand the deeper nuances to the genre, the effect that it has on our brains as far as neurochemical production goes, <laughs> d- dopamine, adrenaline, and serotonin. Yeah, without um, a doubt nor epinephrine, like, like (laughs) there's so many different chemical reactions that happen when we stimulate our brain with content like this. And it really does allow us to experience catharsis, to experience trauma processing in a safe and 
and mildly disconnected way where we don't have to look at ourselves. Like you said, like you're not always interested in taking that deep dive into your own psyche, but when you read books like this, it allows you to do a little bit of that self-analysis in a safer, softer way. And it creates all those chemicals that you love. I Uh, loved knuckle supper. Thank you. Knuckle ballad. (laughs) I know I'm talking a lot, but I'm very, but knuckle bald. I'm sorry. My brain's going away. Knuckle ballad. Hello, here's my big knuckle. Knuckle ballad written by Drew Stepik and the professor. We're talking about all this cool stuff now. My brain's on fire. Um, (laughs) But I'm interested in knowing more about why you chose vampires for this story that is so obviously uh about addiction and pain yeah why vampires um this i'll I'll try and make this as short as possible you don't have to and i was watching um this show called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Oh my God, I Matt Berry. That. We're huge Matt Berry fans. Matt Berry, yeah. So um, in the very first episode, they, they, they played it on Adult Swim and I think like, I'm going to say 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. That's where I was introduced to it. And uh, in the very first episode, what's his name? Uh, Richard Aote? Yes. Richard Aote, huh? He says... Cool it, Sanchez, or you'll get a knuckle supper. And then, when, <laughs> and then when I heard that, I heard that, and it just clicked. And, and, and right, but before I saw that, my, my intent was to write a second godless book, right? And I sat down and I wrote the first chapter of that. Uh, it was like right during uh, when the the romantic uh, nouveau vampire thing was starting to take off. Yeah. So, I, I, I am not a vampire fan at all. I, I absolutely do not like them. I think there's a, there's a couple, a handful of things that I like, like Same. 30 days a night. Uh, you know, um, I, I like Gary Oldman. So I guess the Bram Stoker's track yeah. near dark. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but I mean, it's like, I've never been a huge vampire fan. I, I wasn't an Anne Rice fan. I thought it was too, uh, romantic and, mm-hmm. and I, I come from this world uh the the literature that I studied uh, growing up and in college was I always sided with realism right I always sided with Twain and things that reminded me of James Fenimore Cooper I was like fuck this shit hey if you if you have never read the essays and the letters that Mark Twain wrote about James Fenimore Cooper and uh Deerslayer and uh what was the big one the the Last of the Mohicans. Oh, yeah. In these books, these things where Twain just fucking just punches him over and over and over. Like that Twain would test the little things where, where like, a, what was Pathfinder, Deerslayer, whatever the name of the, the, the main Native American was in those stories. Like he'd like jump in boats. Twain would actually go out and test that and see if it was realistically possible. Oh, and then my he'd, God. Then he'd write essays about how it was bullshit. So that's why I never got into vampires, right? I, I, I was always so absorbed with whatever, like, Samuel Langhorne's Clevens ever said. So, like, all this other stuff that was romanticized and all this stuff that came off as bullshit, I never latched onto it. So when I, when I heard Knuckle Supper, I thought it would be interesting to – 
build on that, uh, the, the, uh, the image that it creates, those two words. And it, it came out that it was a bunch of heroin addict vampires that actually drank blood out of your knuckles after they injected heroin into your arm. And that was kind of just the start of it. And, and then I just started getting deeper and deeper and deeper into like what it was about. And it was about like the cost of humanity for these vampire-like creatures. Didn't mean to spit. And the the cost of humanity and uh, abandonment uh, for the, the little girl bait. Yes. The, the prostitute and stuff like that. So I just really wanted to bring that. And of course, you know, I, I lifted heavily from the warriors, <laughs> which is like one of my favorite movies because I always really, really good. I, was I love really, it though. I love it. I was, I was really obsessed with, with the warriors and these kind of like different gangs, right? You know, it, it always seemed like a new boss level in that movie where they go from like one territory right. to another yes. and they fight all these different gangs, which is the funny thing about that, that movie is that the Baseball Furies are by far the coolest fucking gang in that movie, right? They get, yeah. the, best, they get the best looking shit yeah. and they get their asses kicked in like- yeah. <laughs> Like, well, right? that was one of the things that I really loved about these books. I actually listened to the audiobooks for these while I was like going back and forth to work. And it was just so entertaining and so vivid. I have a hard time with audiobooks because I have ADHD. My brain tends to not listen. Yeah. But the storytelling in these books is so vivid that listening to these stories I was just so caught up in it and it was like watching a movie in my mind while I was on the road and I really loved that aspect of having these crazy gangs gang-like tribes of different vampires I also am not a huge vampire fan. I also only have a few to your list. I would just add Blade, like Blade's one of the other. Yeah, I, I like few. Blade too. I love Blade. But other than that, like Interview with a Vampire, eh. Twilight, oh my God, please, no, kill me. Sorry to everyone. them. Twilight I've read them. I would, no. no, I won't. Knuckle Supper was was called out of the gate uh, by this uh, this other author and TV producer named Mark Altman, who's like the leading authority on Star Trek. He he called Knuckle Supper when it came out the anti Twilight, which was the best thing he could have done. But looking back at the the sensation that it was, uh, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 yeah. years ago, whenever yeah. it kind of happened, he even though I personally don't think Stephanie Meyer is a good author. Um, we, we can't deny that she got little girls and teenage exactly. girls it's true. It's to true. fucking it's read. True. It's the most uncool thing in the world for them. And, and they, they cool. were thick ass books. Cause I read this. I read all four of them. And I mean, they are, they're thick. They're thick bitches. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and I, these I, kids I, are going I, through them. Oh, I, I I don't like them. I feel the same way about Harry. Oh, Potter. I don't like them. Oh, I don't, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like Harry Potter. Potter. You know, I I I I personally loved Harry Potter, and um, I it was very disappointing when J.K. Rowling uh kind of outed herself as like not a great person. Um, yeah, what a surprise that was. I right? know, I know, especially with all the Dumbledore stuff. And as a uh, my eldest daughter her partner is a trans man and so like 
for us, my youngest daughter, she loves Harry Potter. So it's difficult to like make that transition. But my youngest daughter went from reading like short picture books and jumped right into Harry Potter. So that's the thing. Slamming I, through it, them. It, it did n- n- neither Twilight or Harry Potter, any of these, they, they didn't speak to me at all. I thought they looked kind of, kind of fucking lame to tell you the truth. But we we can't deny how powerful they were yes. and how they got people to read, dude. That's yes. such an important thing because people don't fucking read. Just like you said about audiobooks, I, I'm the same way, right? Uh, I, I don't think if it were anyone other than Jason Hill that the Knuckle Supper oh, books he was would, so good. Would, would have been as good as they were uh, an audiobook. But but I mean, it's like, because I, I, I like to really immerse myself and and i can't immerse myself by listening to something yeah right i need to read it but you know it's just like neither twilight or harry potter i just i just didn't dig it my parents just fucking love harry potter you know my mom worked at a bookstore for like 30 years and it's like i just never ever ever got into it i just i just i'm like this is kind of lame dude (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) But, but 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 i mean you know I mean, what what a powerful tool that uh, mm-hmm. both both those series ended up being oh, for, yeah. for for literacy. I, I oh mean, I can, we, can, we 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 can go as far as to say that, dude. Yeah. What Absolutely. teenage what teenage girl wanted to read before Twilight came out? None. Yeah, you know it, it's true. My uh, my TikTok analytics will kind of back it up as well because the audience that I am. Uh, making these videos for now are girls teenage girls and young women age 15 to 28 like those are the people who are interested in indie extreme horror right now at least through tiktok which is a younger base of course but they make 87 percent of my audience that's that's a, that's a, that's a really cool thing. And that's it's a really, that's amazing. A re- like these are the people who are buying from Godless now. They're young girls, and they probably started with Twilight and with yeah. Harry Potter. So like you have you have an excellent point. And well, now they're at the point where they're like, I need more. I need more, and it needs to be wild. You know, well, that, that, that's like that's like when, when Knuckle Supper first came out, and you know, I was doing the rounds of being interviewed by like you know Fangoria and like all these other horror magazines. Uh, people would like always ask me if my intent was to write uh, the anti Twilight, and that that wasn't the case at all. I, I, that wasn't my mission going into it, right? You know, it, but it's not that I don't appreciate that moniker, but. It's, I've always thought that with everything, with every trend, whether it's film or or music or books or TV shows, whatever, it's like, you got to think about it this way. At some point, you know, kids are going to graduate from like freaking one direction and want to start listening to the Sex Pistols, right? I mean, it's like, that's just a natural progression of when you get to be a teen and something that's very jelly bean and candy coated and shit doesn't relate to your life anymore because you're going through changes. So you, you'll start getting into something more aggressive and something that's got more of an edge and, and that will drive your music tastes uh, forward. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's why all of us got into Manson and Corn and Nine Inch Nails and hate all three of them. Tool. And like, 
Well, in the nineties, like they were yeah. like the edgy thing, you know? Yeah. So, High school. It was yeah, yeah. Marilyn Manson and Tupac in my locker, you know? Right. Wu-Tang, like. <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. So no. <laughs> no. Not. How, dare, how dare you insinuate that they're to be fucked with? Yes. How dare you insinuate How very dare <laughs> the audacity. But you know what? This is why I love the fact that you're doing um, serials through Godless. Mm-hmm. Like Godless League. Yeah. Which is like super fun. And I love fucking scumbags burning hell. I've read every single one. Every- oh, see, I am anxiously waiting for my the, physical copy of the size Call of that Me thing. Hoop. That's a thick yes. bitch. Call That's a thick bitch. Okay, I was actually on the phone, uh, actually on a, a video call yesterday or Thursday with, th- this, is, this is awesome that we got everyone in one place together. Peter Caffrey, Danny Brown, Lucy Leitner, uh, John Schupek, um, the professor, you heard it here first, professor is in the second season of Scumbags Burning Hell. Shut the front door! Nick Robinson in the second (gasps) season of fucking Scumbags Burning Hell. And and there was one, how am I forgetting who else is in the call? There's the three Brits, which are Professor, Caffrey, Danny, uh, Shupek, Lucy, me, Nick. Oh, that, that's everybody. <gasps> and uh, Lucas Milliron couldn't make it, unfortunately. Uh, but, but, but he's in season two, too. So we have two, two spots open that I'm actively going to start recruiting for this week. So but, exciting. Uh, so exciting. Yeah, I mean, this thing really took on a life of its own. It was a really risky project. You know, I mean, this is kind of the reason that we launched Godless to begin with is because I couldn't sell these books through Bloodbound Books, who's my publisher, uh, for 50 cents a piece, for 25 cents. And so like, that's kind of why I launched Godless. And then uh, I got overwhelmed right out of the gate, right after launch. And so I talked to Mark and I'm like, dude, should I just open this up and see if anyone wants to play in my fucking stupid universe? And it happened. And now, (laughs) yeah, it's a little bit, it's a, it's definitely a universe there, Drew. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And and when we were, when we were talking yesterday, the other day on the phone about where we're going to take it, because I, obviously we've only really scratched the surface of what's going on in these stories. Right. I, I mean, you know, after you read the profile and Christina, I think that you read the diner, which is the, the, the finale, that things are exponentially going beyond just these stories of Hoop getting even with people and taking him to hell. You know, this is a, this is a, be good. Yeah. A, a much bigger arc. And we had to come up with a way to, um, to really massage it and, and bring it to life without forcing it. Um, because spoiler alert, we now know that Phillips isn't actually a person that Hoop is pursuing. Uh, so the devil is chasing someone for whatever reason. Uh, and if you, if you go back and read uh, the stories, I'm sure when you when you get the the full book, I'm, I'm sure so excited that that you'll you'll go back and you'll see all this shit that we peppered in there about who this person is. Yes, because I'm doing it, that right now. I'm doing. Um one section of the book every single day leading up to the release on the 15th right now 
Awesome. I can't wait. Um, because it, it, it was like this crazy project that I didn't think would work. You know, we, we wanted to do a book anthology uh, series and treat it as if it were a television show. I love it. Where did the inspiration for the character of Hoop come from? Um, strangely enough, when I, I, I wrote um, A Little Bit Country a bunch of years ago, uh, and, I, and I wrote it as a submission for DOA3, which was a Bloodbound book anthology. Yeah. And uh, Mark and Joe nixed it, not only because it was too long, because it didn't really you know, fit, but, but I, I, I always kind of held on to it. And then um, after Knuckle Supper was done and before we released the audiobook of Knuckle Ball, Jason Hill read a little bit country. And so it was when I was doing like these long walks and I had started writing, I, I had written this book, the, the Satanic Diet, which is still to be released. And, um, and, and these other books. And then I, I started thinking about this, this character, Sonny Hooper and stuff, who, by the way, is the name of a, uh, a Burt Reynolds character from the movie Hooper. Um, I just started saying, I can do more with this because I had all these stories in my head. Like I've been thinking about the poser for a while, right? And then uh, the possessor came out, the the Cronenberg's kids movie. And I'm like, fuck, dude, they, I got scooped, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and, and then, I, then I thought that I, I, could, I could bring these stories like Skid Row Slugger and the Trap House. Oh, and all I the, all love these- Skid Row Slugger. <laughs> I, I figured that I could bring him into this universe because these were all these awful fucking characters, right? There were all these terrible, terrible. people. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then, you know, I, Lucy and I kind of started working really closely on it uh, when she was writing Karen. And we started developing it further and further and further. What I would be like on my walks and I would, you know, hit Lucy constantly on Facebook Messenger and I'd be like, dude, how about this? Dude, how about this? Dude, how about, <laughs> you know, I was totally driving her nuts, which is the same thing that I did to her with uh, Mad Motherfuckers, which is, delayed but still coming uh, because we got we got everyone in place for that um you know and we just i've got a really good uh cohesion with her uh as as far as writing because i can bounce stuff off her and she'll bounce stuff back and but before i started the fucking scumbags i had never collaborated with anyone ever and i fucking hated it and i'm like the kind of person who's in a brainstorm and he laughs at other people's ideas and is a total fucking asshole and then when I started fucking doing, when I started doing this series, I'm like, dude, I can't believe I've been fucking missing out on this my entire fucking career. And now I'm like all about it. Like when I was in the call the other day, I'm like, you guys got to help me here, man. How are we gonna get? How are we gonna get over this hump? And uh, I, it, it's just completely changed the way I approach writing, and, and I fucking love it. That's I love, great. I love working with people. Like the 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 first story uh, in the second season of fucking scumbags, which we just came up with a date for. I wrote it down. Uh, I think it's July fifteenth. Is uh, episode one of season two? Oh my god! And that's going to be a, a collab with me and the professor. Yeah. And yeah. And another another huge 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 spoiler that just came out of that meeting uh i don't think i'm really ruining anything by telling you guys this season two is going to be focused on conspiracy and international conspiracy and things like that 
Uh, Danny Brown's book is called The Roach, and it's uh, a tabloid such, uh, conspiracy podcast that we've spoken about uh, in two books so far. Oh, my I, God. I alluded to it in uh, Trap House, and I also talked about it in The Diner. And uh, an, I don't want to release too much, but I really want to say this one thing that we came up with during the call. Next Christmas, <gasps> the the scumbag story is going to be written by the professor, and it's going to be based on a Christmas Carol. Awesome. Yes, <laughs> right. I am taking notes I mean, right? so fast. I am taking notes so fast. It's like I'm back in like school. This this is one hundred percent an exclusive right now that I'm just releasing to you guys. I, I, I probably I probably shouldn't have even said it. He's probably going to wring my fucking neck. But uh, Nigel I and could, I, that, I could edit it out in post, but I won't. No, <laughs> don't bother. Let, 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 let's 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 let's. It's in let's the universe. Get, you heard yeah. it here first, folks. Let, let's, let's, get, let's, get people, let's get people pumped about the second season and where everything's headed. I mean, oh, yeah. The, 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 that meeting was so awesome uh, that we had with like eight people on the, on the call, just uh, actually seven because Lucas couldn't make it. Um, and, and, you know, so surprisingly enough, Shupak was very quiet and very. You know, I, I expected him just to be blowing up and going crazy because I know how he is. But I, I also know that a lot of it's character, right? Uh, I know he's a great guy. He's just an outstanding writer. I I was so lucky to get him to write Pink. And I'm so gl- I'm so elated that he has decided to do season two again. And he is also going to work heavily more involved with the fourth season, which is going to be called um, I'll Be You. Um, third season is going to be called Call Me Clyde. Um, so I, I don't know. I should say it was one of those things. Like, like I, I was voting for the the six 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 awards, which everyone should go fucking do. I did. It. I did yesterday. Oh, I, yesterday I tally the both day before. Yeah, uh, be, because you know I, I was just going through all those titles, and even though I was having a difficult time, like right, it's it's like voting writing uh, voting for like a state of trance at the end of the year. I don't know if you guys listen to a state of trance. I'm sure you don't. I do because of the BPM every morning. It's Armin Van Buren's uh, radio show. It's a, it's, it's just trance. And uh, every year at the end of the year, there's like 5,000 like trance songs that come out at the end of the year and you got to go vote for which are the best. Right. It's like, it, it felt almost as overwhelming as that to like, look at all these titles that it is yes, fallen in love was. with so many of them. It is. It really but, is. But, but you know what, right. When I got to novella and or novelette, and even though I, you know, I, I didn't want to vote for myself, even though I did vote for knuckleball because it is the best audiobook of the year. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I voted for pink because that, that story was just mind-numbingly good he he Schubeck is such a master of his craft right and uh even when I read the first draft it was almost complete perfection and I'm like dude this is so killer and and I wasn't bothered that he went outside of our hoop formula and stuff like that because it it meant so much more the way that he wrote it you know it felt it felt like a 
a traditional episode of Twilight Zone. Yes. That 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 had this this really really dark fucking underlying fucking yeah. theme. I, it was just it was just masterful. So I, I absolutely had to vote for that. And you know I feel bad even admitting to that or, or telling people who I voted for. Uh, because I think every single story in the first season of fucking scumbags was fabulous, mm. you know, and, and, oh, and I, I, I really struggled with, uh, with voting, you know, for anything. I, I probably should have just voted for someone else's book. Uh, but, but, you know, pink, it just, it, it really spoke to me. Well, you got to follow your gut and your heart. Yeah. <laughs> like if that's the one that felt right, then that's the one, you know, yeah. but it, you're right. It was extremely difficult to vote. And the voting will probably be over by the time we post this, but well, the voting voting doesn't end until March 15th. Oh, oh no. Yeah, then, yeah. No, Cause yeah. yeah, you're up well before then. So absolutely. Um, uh, when I had posted a, a video asking people what their most disturbing reads were of 2021, SC Mendez, he chose she pecks pink from fucking scumbags burn in hell. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't even think about that. But you know what? You're fucking right. <laughs> yeah. They, it, 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 was, it was so dark. And it was it was bizarre because when Shupek was writing it, he, he's bouncing all this shit off me. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be a fucking nightmare because, you know, he's going to go over the lines of what I think are acceptable. You guys both know that I don't have any pedophilia. Yeah. Anything no, on the site. No. And, 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 and you know, I, I just... I just didn't know how far he was going to take it. Uh, and, uh, you know, when, it, when I sent it to uh, S.E., Mark, uh, because he was the editor of all these, all these books, he was just like in the same boat as me. It, it, it's one of those stories that really fucking sucks the breath out of you. Dude. Yeah. It, it, was, it was just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't mean to, to act like I'm shortchanging Shupak. Because I know how talented he is. I, anyone who's read or heard Separating You or read any of his other shit knows how talented this guy is. But I just didn't know if he was even willing to play in my universe. You know, and it's a big ask. It was a big ask mm-hmm. from day one, right? You know, I, I, I can't believe that I was fortunate enough to convince Harding to do it, you know? And, and uh, I, I absolutely love his story too. I, I, I love all of them. It was so difficult to choose one, but at the end of the day, I, I, I had to think about which one really felt like I was getting hit in the head with a baseball bat. And, and, and that was the one it, surprisingly, surprisingly enough, it wasn't skid rest slugger. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Oh, I love yeah. skid rest slugger. Oh man. So good. I just They're read that last so night. good. I love that series. I'm also a huge fan of the godless league and i Thank know <laughs> christina had some curiosities about the godless league do you want to i don't want to steal yeah. your i don't want to steal yeah. your go ahead go ahead have, i'm just i'm just why listening st- right now ah! Damn it. Why, is, why are you stealing shit i know <laughs> she's out, she always stealing for me thief. i'm like the redheaded stepchild ah! Look, I'm the only redhead in the room right now. So you are. That it. I've been red before. <laughs> well, it's it's just um, with the Godless League series, they're written obviously by a powerhouse trio: you, Baltusberger, Leitner. Um, how did that unholy alliance come to be? Do you not know the story? 
No, don't. we don't know the story. Tell it. Tell us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so John joined um, Godless, and he he posted something uh, on FB that he he was uh, uh, announcing, "Hey, I'm putting my books from Madness Heart Press on Godless.com." Blah 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 blah. So I said, uh, "We're glad to have you, JB," or something like that. And uh, Jared Barbie, who's the owner of Death's Heads Press, said, I'm JB. And uh, John said, yeah, you can have it. I don't like being called JB. And I go, I'm going to start calling you John Stabberger. <laughs> it, 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 seriously, the, 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 this, whole yep. thing, this whole thing was born on a Facebook post. And so John immediately hit me up, uh, Messenger, and we started talking it through and talking about what we could do with that. So John Stabberger became this uh, Nazi fighter, Nazi annihilator, who like had knives that come out of his body. (laughs) So so then I'm like, okay, I got this character. We we wanted to limit like coming up with these ideas like five minutes. Like we wanted to to come off as almost like childish and something like a Mm -hmm. 13 year old would come up with. And so I'm like, okay, my guy's name is Jack Slaughterdozer. And he's like, made out of concrete and people call him the does and he fights gentrification and shit like that. And so that was my character. And then we started talking like, dude, we should really do this. So I went and bought the URL godlessly like that day. And then I go back to him and I go, I go, you know what, dude, we need to, to uh, we need a female character. And I go, would you mind if I re- reached out to Lucy Leitner? I've been working closely with her on a couple of different projects and see what she's got. So we did a group message, which we still constantly talk back and forth on. And she came up with Lush Butcher. And that's how it was born. It was born 100% from a Facebook post. Like the, 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 the that's crazy. Completely down that. and dirty freaking creation of an indie project, the way an indie project should be created. We didn't want to, we didn't want to overthink everything. You know what I mean? It's like, as soon as you start overthinking something and making it about like, we wanted this to be about fucking nothing. Like we, we even, even though the stories have gotten a lot deeper as it's evolved. Right. I, I, I think that the, the doze is a fun yet still clear reflection of who I am and who I am as a writer you know what I mean? Oh, Even yeah. though that, that that wasn't really the intent, I just couldn't write something that was nonsense. You right. know, it, which is what we originally wanted, but none of us could. And and I, and I think that's kind of speaks to who we are. But it's it's about more than that. It it it. It brought on a life of its own, even though our intent was to make it not about origins and just about mm-hmm. blood and killing and stuff like that. But we couldn't do that. Because we actually ended up saying, wow, these are actually kind of unique and cool ideas. Let's make it something more than that. So that's how that all happened. Pretty fucking bizarre story. (laughs) That's that's, pretty great. But that's fun. Like there, that's, there's a story behind it. Not just, we were sitting there one day with our notebooks. You know what I mean? So there's like this, this story. And was he, was the guy being serious? The Jared guy was he being serious? Was he like being funny? Oh no, he was being funny. Okay, I I don't know him, so that's yeah. why I was like, ah. Jared Jared Barbie. So you know he 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 does go by the name JB, and John Baltusberger does not like to be called JB. So. <laughs> and now we all know. So now we know. Do not call John Baltusberger JB. Don't do it. 
Got it. Do it. And it was, it was one of those things. I feel like that this just, is a learning podcast it, today. It, it was such a like an asinine name, John Stabberger, and I'm just like, and it it it, it honestly just took on a life of its own. I mean, literally wrote itself. You know what I mean? Because the, the the name kind of says it all. <laughs> you know, it's a Jewish name. <laughs> it's I got stab in it. Love it. I. <laughs> love that character i love everything about it. i love all three characters mm-hmm. whole fucking series but uh he was the perfect place to start i read that first john stabberger book and i was hooked like i needed to read all of them i immediately was obsessed because it's just <laughs> so good I want I want to be able to make knives out of my body. <laughs> I was like, this character is out here living my dream, making lives, <laughs> knives out of his body and killing fucking Nazis. Like, why it's, it's, can't it's, I have this life? It, 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 it's, it's like a release, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I spend so much time writing all this serious fucking shit that it's like, you know, I want to write something that's a little goofy. Hey, even though I think that the Doze is probably the least goofy of all the stories. I, I, it gives me sad. it gives me the opportunity to just be something different right yeah. Absolutely. you know what i mean you know it, it's it's like a uh you know a a fake avatar or a catfish in a dating profile right i i, I right. get this i get this opportunity to be someone completely different from myself and i love that because i usually only write characters that are somewhat based somehow uh mm-hmm. can, can can be traced back to me and my feelings right. you know so it's, you it's been it you mean you've never had anybody raped by a lion before <laughs> <laughs> that's weird okay that's well never it. mind i haven't either i thought that i read that and all the time I, I read that and I was like, this is fucking greatness. I don't know why but that scene stuck with me. And I'm just like, no, they're not raping lions. The lions are the rapers, guys. Focus. Focus on what I'm saying. And another, another exclusive detail uh, is Oof. that, uh, okay, for, first of all, I think you guys know that we're actively recruiting a new member to the team for uh, the second season. We're working on that. We've gotten a lot of great submissions and I'm pretty excited. Some of them are just awesome. Uh, like really awesome. Like might be better than the core three psych, but um, <laughs> we got, we got that going. And then my next dose story is not going to be written from the POV of the dose. Interesting. But it's not going to be written by the POV of the, uh, the villain either. It, it's, you, you'll you'll see it's first person pov but it's just it's a different take because if you read the second dose uh yeah. Con- concrete christmas you know that he's been captured yeah he's in a really bad spot mm-hmm. yeah so why eventually eventually i'll get around to writing why are you gonna do me <laughs> like this drew one day <laughs> he's like guess he's what? like spoiler here's how it's, it's gonna coming be before and i haven't written it yet and yeah. now you have yeah. to wait uh, <laughs> marion I have to write it. It's it's got to come out on March first, so I have to write it like this week. Oh yeah, you probably should do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's not like he has anything else to do. I'll I'll just drop it on Baltusburger to edit, like on you know the twenty eighth of February. Here you go, dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> I already got the cover. <laughs> and I think that Anna has done such an outstanding job on these covers, right? I mean, oh my the, God, yes. The characters are just amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, she's done a crazy job bringing him to life, and I love that. I think she, I think she also just absolutely captured Hoop one hundred percent. Oh, without a doubt, exactly how I imagined him in my mind. Yeah, Yeah. it's 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 a crazy thing that the 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 character was really developed uh, look and feel around Stephen Root's character from Office Space. Um. Kind of what wanted him to really look like that. (laughs) Like like if if we ever do. get the hoop series uh, into production for a film or television. Steven Root's the only person I want to contact. You right. know what I mean? Oh it's my like, God, he's yes. just so perfect for the role, you know? Oh and, my God. Well, there we go. <laughs> I can only, I'm like imagining it in my mind and I'm having a blast. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Well, I gotta, I gotta say like, I, I started my TikTok thing on a whim back in August and I had been at it for 30 days and I was having a good time. And then all of a sudden through books of horror on Facebook, I discovered godless, godless horrors. And I was like, so intrigued. And I got in there and I started exploring and I just got so into it. And it really changed my ability to access what I was looking for because I am a poor bitch and having the ability to access all of these amazing stories for such minimal amounts of money (laughs) was hugely changing like life-changing for me right there well then I made that little commercial for 31 days of godless (laughs) at Halloween time just for shits and giggles because I loved the platform and I wanted to do something I love that by the way after that (laughs) was when you guys noticed my existence and from that point forward everything blew up for me Everything changed. You guys pulled me into the godless family and my whole life was transformed. Like, look at where we are. Look at what we're doing now. And like this whole community and this family of friends that I have, none of this would have happened. None (laughs) of this would have happened if I hadn't made that goofy little 31 days commercial and you drew hadn't noticed it and been like this girl's fun let's put her take her under our wing and now my whole life is different my whole life is different you know what's weird is now christina's trying to turn me against you which i i I have resisted i did i even i even like paid a dollar 25 and i was like (laughs) you can never tear us apart We can't be, we can't be torn apart. (laughs) We are symbiotic creatures. I told Sean Hawker yesterday, when one mom gets an arc, other mom does not get an arc. That other mom dies. Like we can't, (laughs) we cannot not be given the same things. We are one human now, but you handle everything everything about godless horrors all by yourself and that that's taking, just absolute madness you're so, taking like, my question marion i'm sorry you can have the next one question i want to know the answer i want to know the answer to this 
look, he is tearing us apart. Get out of here, Stepic. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. You're done. You're fired. <laughs> what, what do you wish that we as the fan base, the godless consumers, um, what do you wish that we as the fans and the readers, but also the authors who mm-hmm. come to you and submit all of us who consume and submit to this platform, what do you wish we knew? What do you mean? <laughs> New in what are way? there things that you are there things that you wish we were more aware of that mm-hmm. we take for granted that you it would just be nice if we had more of an awareness about is there anything about because you do this all by yourself man well i mean i know but uh, it's heavy it's unfair of me to put uh any of my concerns or so diplomatic so diplomatic well i mean i i I can be (laughs) non-diplomatic i mean you know, we won't I, make you I, I, that. You can be diplomatic. Bob. I think we all know that the purpose of this is to be a united community. Yes. Right? Absolutely. And it pisses me off when people don't participate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's as simple as I can say. I, I, I can't make anyone do it. I can't tell people to do it. It should be what they want to do. You know what I mean? But, but if, if people don't, this, this whole thing fails. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the end of story and the yes. story, right? I, yes. I mean, I, 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 once again, I'm not going to fucking bitch and moan about it because I, I, I think you guys both know that I'm not making a fucking penny off this. Right. And, and, well, and, and, that's the even crazier part of yeah. all of this. You've invested so much time and energy into something that you're not and profiting well, from. I, I, I just, I need people to play, right? I, I need people to participate because just like I said on, uh, on Lucy and Martin on mm-hmm. uh, SC's podcast, it, it, it's like, if we lose it, we get scooped. Someone else comes up with it. There's a corporate oh, yeah. version of it. And, and oh yeah, just be, just be, all, all you've got to do is participate, man. Don't promote your own shit only. Yeah, I promote everyone. I, I do I promote my own shit? Fuck yeah, I do. But you know yes. what? I promote everybody else's shit every single every day. single day every yeah. day every single fucking day. And it's and I mean, it's not a lot to ask. Oh, and I mean, no. but, 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 but without, without that unification and people helping each other within the community and fucking reaching out to other authors and doing stuff for them and shit like that, it's going to come back to you. So it's not a fucking hassle, right? It's not like they're going to turn their back on you after you help them. Right. It's a, it's a fucking two-way street. But right. with, without that, we got fucking nothing, man. We got right. fucking nothing. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm going to jump on my little soapbox here too. Because I feel like we also, as a community, especially those of us who are lucky enough to feel like we are within the godless family, Mm -hmm. we have to move beyond Facebook. Mm -hmm. We have to get out of just Facebook because right now we are promoting to each other. No one else is seeing it. And, you know, like I said earlier, my, my, 
fan base on TikTok is teenage girls. So if we're going to have Indie Extreme pick up and get carried on from generation to generation, who do we need to be targeting? The kids, the young people. These young girls are so into this. That's your next generation. These young women are going to pick this up and carry it forward. But you have to promote to them. Like they're the ones who need that information. We all know what we're all doing. We're all a big family. We have to get out. We have to get out of the echo chamber. I think think it goes beyond just the uh, expanding platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that it's got to be a, 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 a personal decision and uh, writing career step forward for people to get involved, man. It's yeah. just like, yeah. you know, and, and, and uh, I, I, I hate bitching about this topic and I, and I know I bitch about it a fucking lot, but it, it's just like, it just... It, it chaps my fucking ass that the, the, the same people bend over fucking backwards like mm-hmm. every single day. And I'm, I'm not saying me. I'm saying the same people. And we all know who the fuck I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then someone comes along. They want to fucking drop their fucking buck. Comes out. Not only do they not fucking promote themselves for whatever fucking reason, because they think that the platform is supposed to be doing all the promotion for them, they 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 never fucking promote anyone else's shit, dude. And it's like, is it gonna kill you to not talk about yourself for one fucking day? It doesn't kill me, and I'm a fucking egomaniac, dude. Right? <laughs> but I mean, that's and. I mean, if you think about it, it's literally you push a button, you just hit share, and it's but shared, that's, and that's that, it. That's it's the thing, Christina. Is, is, but, but I mean, I do get, I do get why some people don't want to share some stuff. That's, sure, that, that, sure. That, that, and that, that, just that, like that, you said in the other interview, and and I get that. But at the same time, like um, Ben Azrite, um or Arzate, I'm sorry, um, just Arzate. posted. Yeah, he just posted his book on Godless. There is nothing godless about that book there you know there's no you know it's not horror in the horror idea you know what I mean so that's not what godless is about either like I think people don't I think people I think people are right they be because they 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 get so tied up in the name and the imagery that that they 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 don't want to look beyond that and look at this as a uh, a collective of independent creators right right but that's so that's even, what this is we i do i want to definitely exp, uh, explore uh extending uh the the region to fantasy and science fiction and stuff like that Be, because it's not just about horror man and then right a lot of these authors aren't just writing horror it bends the perfect example of someone mm-hmm. who writes this really fucking you know offbeat uh bizarro yeah bizarre, but, 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 oh, but it, it it's just, it's just one of those things that people need to think about that. And like I also said a thousand times about uh, the professor, it's like, I didn't think that was going to be fucking successful, you know? Oh, wow. And, and, and it's, it's, it's like one of those things. It's because people are starting to go down a road where they're looking for new shit. 
<laughs> and that's why experimental is taking off right now, right? Wilburn just came out with the experimental piece. Lucy had her experimental piece during 31 days. Loved it. Baltusberger does it all the time. Professor yes. does it. It's mm-hmm. like people are, and, 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 and I'm not discrediting splatterpunk or extreme mm-hmm. or folk horror or, or whatever. It's just that people are gravitating towards these newer ideas, which is going to happen in any community mm-hmm. to begin with. And I think it's important that, you know, that people start thinking more like that. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to, if you want to write a science fiction story, do it, dude. I'll put it out. I have no problem with that. I, it's not, a, it's not a, it is a horror centric platform, right? Mm-hmm. We know that it, it, it can be a lot more yeah. Well, it's yeah. all about we, we, we evolution. Do. Just because yeah. it starts as one thing doesn't mean it can't grow into something much bigger and better. Right. We yeah. all it's start somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. And I mean, Amazon started as just a bookstore. Right. <laughs> you know, I remember buying from Amazon when they were just a bookstore. It was a good place to get cheap textbooks for college. <laughs> so now I got, I got a pair of jeans today. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? I, I just think that, that that's... Is participation, 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 participation. And yeah, I, I know that I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm not saying anything new to you guys, and I know that I that I fall back on this fucking poor little me bullshit because, but that's it's not, not how I. It's not how I feel. I I I, I don't feel like I'm being forced to do anything or right. I'm being forced to, to help anybody or anything like that. So the, 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 if, if I am coming off as a fucking crybaby, I don't mean to. I don't think that at all. I, 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 I just have so much fucking passion for it, you guys. And it, it kills You can me. tell that. I mean, you it give your time, me. you give your money, you give, you know, literally probably your blood, sweat and tears. And if someone can't participate in some way, shape or form besides talking about their own book or just their buddy book, you know what I mean? Then fuck them in my opinion. And you know, but, 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 that's, all, that's also kind of the wrong attitude, Christina, because we, we want to be supportive of people and their decisions. Right. And, and, and I think that standing behind these people and, and, and trying to show them the way of course, for some people, I, I can fucking beat over a head with a brick a thousand times and they're never going to get it. Right. And I think that's yeah. kind of what I. And it's, it's, it's always yeah. this, this, this kind of half-ass, half attempt to kind of inject themselves into the conversation two days before their book comes out. It's exactly. like, dude, where the fuck have you been? And, and I always go back to 31 Days of Godless because that's what this should be. Everyone was playing fucking ball, dude. Everyone was playing ball. And it wasn't only because Christina and I were fucking throwing out a giveaway every single fucking Mm -hmm. day. It was about more than that. It was because there was this sense of community around something fucking new called 31 Days of Godless that was just seemingly crazy fucking idea. Can we pull this off? Release like 60-some books in a month. It was insane. We did get through it. I read and reviewed Every single fucking book. And you know, it goes back to what you said, Drew, about the passion for it. Like the 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 energy of this community 
I am a full-time registered nurse. I work 40, 40 plus hours a week. I have three children. I have a chronically ill husband. And yet every single extra minute I have out of my day, I am reading, I am networking, I am doing TikToks, I'm moving Instagram, I'm pushing stuff out for people as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And you guys know I don't, we're doing a fucking podcast for the community. <laughs> like I don't make a fucking cent. We have spent more money on this project than we will probably ever see come back yeah. to us because this is a, it's a labor of love. Mm-hmm. We love this genre. We love this community from godless horrors to books of horror on Facebook. Like everybody who's involved, we love it. And we want to see it go to the heights without a doubt deserves to be at because it brings us so much joy. Well, so see, that's Marianne, why we have these soapboxes that we jump mm-hmm. on. We're like, you need to participate. You need yeah. to help promote each other. You need to move outside of Facebook. We need to get the younger kids. We need to speak to the, the young women who really are. They're the next step. They really are. I cannot emphasize that enough, but we like, come on guys. If you want to have success and you want to move forward in big ways, like these are the things we've got to do. Yeah. And, and, and that's exactly why it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's why, that's why I get crybaby about it because uh, I can fucking feel it, man. I can, I I can fucking touch it. There's been a huge renaissance over the last year. And I think the COVID pandemic had a lot to do because a lot of creative work happened in that time that everyone was stuck at home and now they've found this vibe. Yeah. But but, 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 Marion, even, even as much as I say, I can fucking touch it and I can feel it and shit like that. It's still not there. Yeah. It's still, it, it's, it's, we're not even fucking close, man. It, it, it's just like, oh, but we're moving. I don't know. <laughs> we're moving. <laughs> One inch at a time. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to be all fucking rainy days and bullshit like that. It's just like that. I said it in the other interview as well. The, the, the Lucy and Mark one. It's just like, it, if it all feels like the right thing and it all feels like the right time. Right. So let's not fuck it up. Yeah. No, no, let's not yeah. fuck it up. Right. We, 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 we have something. And then I'm not saying this because I'm pounding my chest and saying, I created something that's going to change us because that's, that's not the case. Right. The fact is, is that there's this community that's transformed into something that's different than any other fucking literary community and something Mm -hmm. different that no one else fucking has. So let's fucking go with that. Let's fucking get behind each other. Absolutely. I don't know, you guys. I'm sorry. I I, I totally didn't want to make this a downer fucking interview. (laughs) No, and it's not. And that's the thing is it's almost as if, you know, you you have done this diplomatically. I'm not as diplomatic as you are. That's why I should never be allowed in public because I'm a huge raging bitch bag. But <laughs> it's almost as if you're screaming into a void. You know what I mean? Like it feels that way a lot. And it, you know, that, that's that's really kind of nothing new. You know what I mean? But it, it, it it's still there. And, and it's like, 
I'm not saying I'm going to fucking say, fuck this shit, dude. I'm done with this. We, right. know, that, we know that's not going to happen. We right. know that I, we know that I'm dedicated to it and I have to do it. And whatever I have to do to continue to make it happen, I'm going to do, you know, but I mean, if that means that I have to uh, do more work outside of this and, and things like that, that's just the way it's got to be. Right. Uh, with without participation and everyone on board and everyone promoting each other and everyone promoting this thing called indie horror, it's it's a fucking waste of time. <laughs> well, I think we have a really great crew already established, but it is uh there is a sense of urgency that I feel for this because I think we're at a point where the momentum is good and the momentum mm-hmm. is big and it feels like kind of an all hands on deck situation, especially when I see the passion that the younger generations are starting to demonstrate for indie horror, especially mm-hmm. indie extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, now is the time. And if we don't catch them now, they're going to move on to the next big thing. If we don't give them what they're looking for, they're going to find something else. So now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time. All they, hands on deck. Let's do it, people. Let's well, grab just, like, just like I said, Marion, it's like fucking, for the most part, in October, everyone was on deck. Everyone mm-hmm. was fucking participating. And that it was, was crazy. What, that was what it should be. That, that that was it was such a powerful uh thing and as much as i was working during that time and, and so were all you excuse me i'm burping i don't know why well so were all of us uh it, it's like you know that's the prototype of what we should be doing you know right. and, and, and I, I knew shit was going to fall off in november and i was pretty sure stuff was going to continue to fall off a little bit in December. That's why I did the anti-Christmas thing. But, you know, uh, things are, are picking up again. Uh, and and the, the February release schedule is just fucking lunacy, right? It's totally fucking awesome. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know how to say to people, uh, you, you, you got to play. Or you're going to get kicked out of the fucking sandbox because that's, I I don't want that message to, to resonate with anyone, but it's just like with some people, no matter how many times I explain it to them, you know, tons of people come to me and they're like, well, dude, you know, why can't I get like a, a, an audience like Aaron Beauregard? It's like, because you don't (laughs) fucking, because you don't fucking hustle. You don't fucking hustle. Number one, number two, you don't fucking do anything as original as Aaron does. And number three, Aaron supports everybody in the fucking community. Mm-hmm. Period. And I yep. think he always will, no matter how fucking big he gets. Same thing with Volpe, dude. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, that's why. And, and it's, it's got more to do with the goodwill that they, they give to others, both those guys, than, you know, having a huge audience or having some super dynamic product, which they both do. But mm-hmm. I think that they've, they've managed to build up so much goodwill as kind of being uh, the, the, the leaders out of the gate. Um, but they, but they're, they're never going to be too big for their fans. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, especially, yeah. I mean, Aaron, he'll comment on everything and it's even commenting and, you know, just, 
thank just saying thanks for sharing. Like, yeah, engagement. You know? Engagement is huge. Yeah, it's, it's key. It is key. engagement's everything. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. None of this shit even sees the light of day. Absolutely. No. Well, Drew, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We, really- we didn't do our four questions. We didn't do the fast four. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Let's get into <laughs> it. Settle down. It's <laughs> like, hey, why don't you fucking relax? Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, do the fast four. Yeah, let's do the fast four. Well, you kind of answered this first one right off the bat. Hit him with it, Christina. Oh, yeah. Which character do you identify with most and why? But you already explained that one. That would be D from Godless. Yeah. What other genre do you want to try? Uh, I want to do some sci-fi. Ooh. Nice. Do you have any ideas for what you would do in the sci-fi genre? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rip off the uh, the name of Nick Gray's book, Space Waste, and just do it my own. Perfect. <laughs> you know, just, I, I think he appreciates the warning. I mean, you're warning him. So sorry, sorry, Nick. I, sorry, Nick. I just lifted. I lifted your awesome title. I've actually got space waste. I'm, uh, I promised I was going to read it over break, but I didn't. Uh, I'm going to do it. I'm really excited for this book. I, I think that Nick is one of these guys that uh, I think I think he's going to make it because he's got a big heart, and mm-hmm. you know, and, Super and nice I, th- guy. I think yeah, and and I think it means a lot, and I, people really like his writing. So. I like Nick and I would never steal your shit next. <laughs> Don't worry. But I do want to do some sci-fi eventually. I think Poser was kind of like my first kind of like venturing into something really outside of horror. And the the, the Call Me Hoop series overall has got this real kind of underlying theme of technology and how technology came to earth from heaven. And what is the favorite story you have written? Uh, you mean just overall? Mm-hmm. A little bit country. Oh, I like that one too. I like. I, like, oh. I think. I, I think I like it just a little bit more than Knuckle Supper because, like I said before, it's like it doesn't take itself a hundred percent seriously, mm-hmm. but then it's got that real big punch at the end, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just read that one two days ago. All right, Marion. Last one. If you could co-author with anyone, living or dead, who would it be? Mark Twain. <gasps> oh, That's good one. that makes sense. That's good. It really does. <laughs> it really does. Like, is that, that on? Makes, that, or, or, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think that uh, even, even though, strangely enough, Of Mice and Men is my favorite book of all time. Oh, yeah. But Twain is my favorite author of all time. And my favorite horror author of all time is is Barker. Oh well, Clive yeah. Barker, he really, <laughs> yeah, an icon. He's at the bar too, I. You know? he, well, he, he was he, the start of extreme horror. Honestly, <laughs> like he really no kicked it off. No one's ever gonna catch him. No, no one's ever gonna catch him. He Amazing. he he surpassed like everyone right out of the gate, and no one's ever gonna catch him. He's and just I not even listen. catch him. Yeah, no. <laughs> I could listen to Clive Barker talk all day long. I could listen to that voice. Oh, God, no. His, 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 his low gravelly accent. He's just amazing. I'm going to come up with this new character. It's going to be like the anti-professor. He's going to talk like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read stories in Cockney. Oh, so, 
This lady, she goes into a bar and uh, has all of his own audiobook recording. He's going to be the janitor. Nice. The chimney nice. sweep. The chimney sweep instead of the professor. Hey, if people want to contact you, what's the best way for them to do that? How do you prefer that? As far as like authors and publishers? Authors, publishers, fans, readers, and- reviewers. Authors and publishers, creators at godless.com. Uh, anyone who wants to reach out with me can just hit me at drew at godless.com. Awesome. And for more information on Drew's full bibliography, please refer to today's show notes or come join us on the Mothers of Mayhem official Facebook group of which Drew Sepik happens to be a <laughs> member. Um, we do have a merch store now with many items that actually feature our logo that mr stepic designed for us since he is the father of mayhem um and you can find the link for that on my personal link tree or through our pinned posts on the fb group and i'm popping new designs on there all the time so anything that we bring in from that automatically goes to making this podcast better and supporting the community so uh, don't forget to don't forget to vote for the 666 award at 666awards.com oh, yeah. yep and don't be deterred by the dopey dumb ridiculous fucking name <laughs> <laughs> i love it i think it's great i think it's great um you can find our links for our various social media accounts and our so- show bio and as always, you can send your questions comments or insults to our email address m.o m.extremepodcast at gmail.com mom extreme podcast at gmail.com do not forget that's crazy yeah it is crazy (laughs) and y'all better not forget to send dildos to christina this is imperative we talk about this every week please dm me if you need her mailing address very very, very important um, I'll give it to a moose. I <laughs> like the moose or a bear. <laughs> moose and bears. And do, you, do you see mooses and bears a lot? Moose all the moose? time. Really? All the time. Yeah, Caribou? they come up. They uh, no, they actually headbutt our houses when they smell us cooking and stuff. They're That's very nice. aggressive right now. What about like snow leopard? You see snow leopards? <laughs> no, no, no snow leopards. Damn no. it! I know. I know. <laughs> you ever see a you ever see a yeti or a no. wendigo? No, not yet, not yet. In walkers, mm, I cannot. That I can't confirm or deny. We're on a military or base, deny. so we're on a military base. So I can't for, confirm or deny. Real quick, we have to give a thank you again to singer songwriter Amigo the Devil for allowing us to use his song "Hungover in Jonestown" as our theme. I told you on the last episode, y'all should be listening to Amigo the Devil if you are an extreme horror fan, like you just need to get on that because i just I, I just i don't like the name it seems satanic to me <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's almost like it goes with this godless thing with that drew um, i just don't like that it's like i, I love a mother saying stuff like that i just don't like that a, i don't like yeah. that oh, I, don't, I don't like that language i just don't care for that <laughs> it makes me feel dirty it makes me feel dirty <laughs> Christina, who's yes, up ma'am. for our next double whammy interview episode? Mr. Kevin Sweeney. Oh boy. Sweeners, oh t- t- talk a lot about bananas. He loves Kevin people talking about Sweeney. bananas. Oh yeah, we'll talk so much about bananas. Seriously, 
Vagina bananas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Fucking nice. dirt ball. <laughs> she's, she's something. Thank you. <laughs> of course, in between our double mom episodes, uh, we are bringing you the special installments, Christina's intimate chat with mom series, my discussion panel series this season, Hidden Voices of Horror. So get hyped for that, kids. Drew, we love you so, so much. much. I love you guys too. Oh, you're the best. Again, I'm sorry for being a downer. It's just like- You're uh, not, it's a, downer. not a downer. These are important conversations to have. We have to have these conversations, Drew. We yes, have to. They're important. We get love these you. Little, get these little it. assholes in line. Get them in line. God damn it. <laughs> and until next time, go raise some hell, children. Make your book mommies don't, proud. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for that. Life is a joke. And death is the punchline. Life is a joke. death is the punchline. Bye.